The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. been one week for this show and it's time to close with a song to do so i'd like to welcome back radio free scaros steven Chapansky. hello do you uh, always do this particular song at the end of one week is that uh, you just get the same guest to talk about the same video after one week no just since you looked at me ha <laughs> <laughs> ha so one week is the leadoff single from bare naked ladies 1998 fourth studio album the four times platinum stunt the album that album also features singles it's all been done call the call and answer alcohol and told you so uh one week itself hit number one for <clears throat> one week and sold <laughs> over five million copies imagine if it did imagine if it was like three weeks if it's like that would be like no uh, maybe the bare naked lady says you know what actually billboard could you i know it probably finishes set you know top of the second week could you nudge it down one spot because it feels like if we finish three weeks for one week yeah. it's just going to be confusing could and someone so. say something off color in an interview that would get us <laughs> right like can we get one some bad away? press here yes yeah take it away so unintentionally i have two weeks in a row on this segment done music from fast speaking canadian artists <laughs> i was gonna, week, gonna say i'm canadian i think is this is this for my benefit here is this what's going on i didn't i didn't i i picked it and then i didn't realize i was like oh wait well i'll leave it here because steven's canadian he might have a different perspective on on that but last week was snow informer oh. um so now we have bare naked ladies and their songs. So, yeah, you bare naked ladies. You probably have a slightly different perspective on them. A than- wee bit. It's fascinating. I, I, it's really interesting. The bare naked ladies. It's not like Canada disowned them, but they are they are a well loved institution for the most part in this country. But they hit it super big with their first album here, which had that song "If I Had a Million Dollars" on mm-hmm. it. It became it was like the college anthem for many many people. Not necessarily me. Right when people were getting into Bare Naked Ladies and other stuff, that's when I discovered Led Zeppelin. Okay. And and so that's where my music interests went. And so I didn't uh, I didn't, you know, disagree with Bare Naked Ladies, but I was not a fan of that type of music. I was like getting into drums hardcore and like Led Zeppelin was my my jam. It's fascinating to see that how Canada's love affair sort of with them kind of waned just as they broke it big in the US. I don't know if those two things are related. I don't think so. I don't think we would say, oh, now you've sold out to the States. We're not going to like you anymore. Because <laughs> they still routinely did stuff in Canada. It's fascinating, mm-hmm. actually. Early in their their career, there was great controversy 
by the name bare naked ladies uh Ooh. that they were like oh yes they had to like they were saying you got to change your name but like they were like banned <laughs> from playing because they we didn't know what well, like this is this is the kind of <laughs> panic that we had in the early 90s i guess in canada that there's a band name of bare naked ladies that's the most dangerous thing for children so so yes <laughs> so i'm most i'm mostly familiar with the early days of uh, of bare naked ladies and then they go off and be stars in the states Gotcha. What's it like with the bands do like jump off like, well, we had you first or or is that like a success? Like, oh, they made it across the boat. Like now we want to go to your side. <laughs> I know it's, a, you know, it's fascinating because Justin Bieber and uh, and Celine Dion, it's not like we, you know, with the, oh, those are Canadians. Don't forget those are ours mm-hmm. and stuff like we well, almost like once they're like, a, you know, citizen of the universe, so to speak, we sort of let them go. Whereas uh, another band that I am not a fan of, but many, many other people were, were the Tragically Hip. Have you ever heard of the Tragically Hip? I have heard of the Tragically Hip, yeah. You've heard of them. Mm -hmm. In this, because mostly the Tragically Hip decided, let's, you know, they, I think they tried desperately maybe for a little bit to, to venture outside of Canada and sort of become big, but they never made it. And they were just Canadian icons. They're, they're now late lead singer Gord Downey died of brain cancer two or three years ago. And so they did a farewell tour and they aired their last concert live on a Saturday night, commercial free for three hours. And I think it might be the most watched television event non-sports in Canadian history. Uh, It made me, it made me feel bad that I wasn't a fan because this was such a Canadian moment. I don't mm-hmm. think any other nation could sort of like look right. at one music act and just have that much love and devotion for them. Yeah. Um, and so the Bare Naked Ladies uh, threw all that away for financial success in uh, in the United States. So your loss, I guess, Bare you, Naked Ladies. You could have had it all. Could have had it. Yep. Wow. They, they, they looked at the Tragically Hip and said, well, that's all been done before. Yeah. So what they... Yeah, maybe it is. Oddly enough, though, they I think that I think bare naked ladies have more or less returned to Canada. I think now mm. that they've sort of settled into their their little niche that they're in now, and I think they're I see them a lot on like hockey broadcasts and everything else because you know they're Canadian. So they doing jingles for the used car station, or I don't think they've gone that far. No, okay, but there's a they do an excellent Christmas album. I don't know if you've heard the bare naked I, ladies I, Christmas. I, I know album. they had one, but I have not heard it. It's really good. Okay. It's a legitimately good Christmas album. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do do seek it out. It's very good. It'll, it'll put you in, in, the, in the spirit of the season. Gotcha. I remember I first heard of them because they did a song on the Friends soundtrack, which was from, it was Shoebox was one of okay. them. Okay. That, and I've, I've honestly, myself, I've never owned a Bare Naked Ladies album. I, really? but I, I've enjoyed plenty of their songs. And I think when One Week came out, I didn't need to because it was everywhere for that summer i think it came out for longer than a week that's for sure yeah it was longer than a week yeah if it was a week it felt like years that was (laughs) right that was it and the this song like the lyric i mean it was that really fast thing going and full of pop culture references which there would be a song by a group called lfo called summer girls which kind of was like that too where it it was like Uh a little quick rap verses but all it was was just i don't know what census makes but it's just referencing things and it sounds good they're doing it well yes it's another in the canon of not friendly karaoke challenge songs no because oh but but uh let me tell you that doesn't stop people that don't stop people from trying it and i've heard some bad karaoke versions of that in my time and i 
I personally, so when I was in high school, I was I I was an AV dork. I was the kid making right. movies, which is now the cool kid in high school. Not when I did it. <laughs> right. Not when I did, I had a program called a video toaster. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And oh, but my teacher that did our little, he was an English teacher. They did a media class. He would get on a kick and he was like the Lauren Michaels of the, we had like a little program that would air once a month for in the mornings. And I guess we got to edit all of it, but Happily, I would get to happily. see some of my own projects come to life. But one of the right. things he wanted was this song, but every reference with a clip and, and I had to put wow. that together. Wow. Fun or, or fury. I don't know. How would you feel about I've that? I've heard this song a lot. I can I tell suppose, you that. I suppose and you have. I had to find, and this is pre-internet. Like this is, well, not pre-internet, but internet not as reliable or high-res graphics or anything like that. So I had yeah. to seek out to find Harrison Ford if the movie wouldn't VHS. They had a little thing that would distort, mm-hmm. so it didn't look. I wouldn't think it looked good. So like Harrison Ford, I had to go searching for magazines to like video to put. <laughs> Can't just throw a high quality JPEG in there or something like yeah. that for a few a- frames. Aquaman yeah. was not popular no. like he is now. That no. was yeah. It was I it was fun to put a Kurosawa clip into something. I will I right. will say that. That was awesome. But wow, that was that was a project that I don't look fondly on. But Matt, I can tell the story do, now. Well, yeah, they didn't even do that much effort in the video themselves for their no. own song. So no. yeah, and this d- video directed by Mick G. I that, I was that. like Oh, uh, you know, direct for those who don't know the Mick G, the director of Charlie's Angels, uh, the the Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, yeah. Lucy Liu ones, the Terminator Salvation, where you know Christian Bale from yelling on the set at somebody and going, <laughs> Mick G, you <laughs> chat, nice. Mick G. TV's Chuck, a show I watched and enjoyed mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and loads of music videos, like everything from Corn, uh, Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth, Sublime, Fastball, Everclear, Cypress Hill. Mason Puff Daddy, like he did, and he graduated to film really quick compared to some of those people. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, I, I mean, there's a there's a filmic nature to it all. The way it's shot, the way it looks, you know, the stunt mm-hmm. the stunt driving. Yeah, uh, I did. I didn't notice the references in the first bit because I've I read about it. I have never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I sure did watch The Dukes of Hazard when I was yeah. growing up. And so once that old Dodge Charger came onto screen. Thankfully, without the confession. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Thankfully, uh, that was not on. That this video can live on yes. and not feel icky. It's it, you can watch it and be like, that's that's what it should have looked like. Yeah, yep. it should have been. But man, that I got a free saw when I saw that car, that orange Dodge Charger. It was, yeah. That's, and the uh, that, car from Starsky and Hutch was the and other Starsky one too. Starsky and yeah. Hutch one too. I know, but oh, the, it's the Dodge Charger. Mm-hmm. Oh no! I mean, that, be, before the before Doctor Who's TARDIS, it's uh, it's the uh, it's the car from the Dukes of Hazard as my the, preferred yes. mode of transport. Like you know, chronologically speaking, where are them naked boys gonna go to next? <laughs> oh, things <laughs> are getting tight me. around here. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I so I saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm once when I was a kid. That's not one that I revisited. So I did not get that this whole beginning was an homage mm-hmm, to JJ Bang Bang. But I got some slight Celestial Toymaker vibes Me from too. it. Me too. I was like, Me too. well, yep. I guess this is what it would look like, right? You know, like <laughs> maybe we could just drop over the bare naked ladies, guys. Some, yeah. 
Steven it's, it's and ba- Dodo. It's basically a, f- a fandom, a fan-made recon of mm-hmm. uh, Celestial Toymaker Ta- Part 3, I think, is what so Big G wanted there. to do it. I mean, he was a big fan. He's like, I'm going to just... We could we could bring this back, you know. Yeah. Film it. Which fans? Which fan? Which episodes of Doctor Who are you fan? Only the only the missing ones. Only mm-hmm. the ones you can't see. Those are the ones that I love. So those are my favorites, do you want to yes. do this? Maybe this remake of I don't know the War Machines? No, it exists. What so do you mean they found it. Enemy of the World? <laughs> well, the strike that I was halfway through shooting a video of that. Oh, I used White to like that drive. one. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I got I got those vibes off of it. There's of course Evil Knievel, gender mm-hmm. flopped. Yep. Jennifer flipped, uh, lands in a tree, and then the, the dancing or doing the. It's weird. There's no symmetry of this video. It like starts with this chitty chitty bang bang celestial toy maker three number, which has an the video has an awkward start because it's quiet, and then he just picks up and the mm-hmm. song goes. It's like, oh, I wasn't ready for that, but sure. <laughs> no one's ever ready for the start of that song though. That's a thing, right? It just jumps right in. You kind of have to have that for the video too, right? Right. It's a, it's an energy, yeah. And then they run outside. They chase cars. They do have a sweet hood slide, though. That thing was, I mean, you got to go look back on yourself and be like, I was awesome for that moment. I nailed that. I <laughs> many, nailed that. How many takes did it take for him to slide across that hood? Because yeah. I'm imagining that that's the thing I've seen a bunch of times. I've never tried it myself. Uh, I would probably fail or scratch the hood, probably, with like the rivets on my jeans or something like that. Like, uh, it's an art form. I once late night in college was. Yeah, uh, no going to uh, a breakfast diner at mm-hmm. odd hours at night or morning actually because it's when you call it a night you go have right. breakfast after uh, going to uh, group gatherings right and a friend of mine who uh, had been uh, let's say drinking a little bit of stuff uh, mm-hmm. there was a cop car parked in front of the place oh dear he did a perfect hood slide across it hey, and impressive. the cop got up and he said that was so good. I'm just going to say, go inside and behave. <laughs> Impressive. He was impressed with the hood, like the perfect hood slide. And he was like, I can't. Like if Tom Wopat if, came in right now yes. and did the same hood yep. slide as seen in the opening credits of the Dukes of Hazard, he wouldn't have done it any better. Go forth, my son, and you, behave. You never expect, because I was like, oh, no. Like, I... <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not gonna oh, okay. <laughs> it ended well. It ended well. I who knew cops could be like that? But with a heart of gold. With a heart of gold. So yeah, they they um apparently one of the pussycat dolls is in this. I'm not familiar with them enough. I. I know the main Nor one, what she looks like, the Nikki right. one, but yeah, so there's that. And this one, I overall after watching it, I don't feel like the video is really beholden to bare naked ladies or the song. Like mm-hmm. you could easily like I named some band like Sugar Ray or Smash Mouth. You could swap them in here and it one of their songs would be the same thing. I mean, this is their first sort of big American hit. So like right. where they sort of says, Hey, you want to make it in America, you gotta have a strange filmic video made by McGee or something, and you mm-hmm. almost feel like what are we doing in this video? Four years ago we were singing about craft dinner. Uh and <laughs> And real green dresses. Uh, right. And now you want us to do this. Maybe maybe they were slightly dazed by their own fandom at that time making right. this video. Well, they became huge. I mean, they mm-hmm. I, they could still headline places now if they want to play. So that's this bought them a long time. Because uh, then they, they'd come out with like Pinch Me, which felt like trying to do this song again right. a little bit. But um, yeah, they, this 
video. Yeah, I was just like, okay, what about this is Bare Naked Ladies? But I mean, they could have probably been in the fly video with this song and it still made sense somehow. I don't. Right. Or Walking on the Sun, whatever those. But then I'm like, oh, it's just a McGee style, I guess. That's what's coming through is what McGee videos look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, one week, I, yeah, it was a long week, a good week. Very All good week. And a lot of video editing on the video toaster for you. There we go. Oh, yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But uh, that, that'll wrap us up for this one week. Steven, thank you so much for taking time out, coming here. I implore people to check out your Immaculate Doctor Who Flux coverage going on right now. And as always on Rayo Fiscaro. But uh, please let people know where they can keep up with you going into the weekend and check out your happenings. You can follow me at Legopolis on Twitter and indeed at Radio Free Scarrow as we uh, as we f- as we review Doctor Who Flux, which is winding down. Um, It'll be the finale speak. when this drops coming up. This that's right. Oh, I just thought of that. Yeah, so we'll I'm be like. Very, <laughs> I'm very looking forward to it, and yet not at the same time. But also, all of my Sundays are spent watching and recording a Doctor Who podcast about it. So I am looking forward to the end. I'm not looking forward to it being over, but I'm looking forward to having the next Sunday off. All right. Excellent. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at Brandon4KUHD, written work at whysoblue.com. The show returns all new next week. Got something interesting and special for you. Till then, have a lovely weekend. And remember, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. 